Hey, everyone, and thank you for tuning in live. Today is Tuesday, December 20th, and it is 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I will be the uh, man behind the curtain today. My name is Jason Leeser, and you are currently watching the Tuesday Feels Drawing Group with a very good friend of mine, incredibly talented artist, and all-around awesome dude, Ricardo Sertavant. If this is working for you, please let us know in the comments and in the chats, and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. And welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are encouraged to join in these live streams, real-world events, to share and inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. We beam out nearly every day and with your help have evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand tattoo and art shows that have all been receiving rave reviews. You can find Reinventing the Tattoo in both the app stores, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, as well as our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel, our Reinventing the Tattoo Roku channel, which has 12 to 15 episodes going at any given time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also find us at all of the major podcast directories, including Apple and Spotify. But no matter where you are watching, live or on demand, you can always get the latest and greatest information at www.reinventingthetattoo.com. You can try it out for free. We've got sample webinars from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon. We've got personal advice from Guy Aitchison. Uh, we also have a comprehensive tattoo history course from Jay Brown. You can also find a live event schedule with full weekly and special event live stream details. So if you wanted to join us on one of these shows, that's where you could go to access all of that information. You can also access the Reinventing 24-7 channel, which is a lot like our Roku channel. It has 13 episodes playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We also offer a number of professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists. Once again, if this is working for you, please drop a comment in the chat and please tag a friend who loves tattoos. Maybe it's someone trying to get into the tattoo industry. Maybe they're just a fledgling tatter tot and you know they're just getting up and going with it. Uh, maybe it's someone who's interested in getting a piece done. They've got some questions about the process. But tag everyone. Tag your friends. Tag your parents. Do it. We always have a number of weekly staple shows we encourage everyone to tune into starting on Sundays at 1 p.m. with me, Jason Leeser, on the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group, where we go through and we walk through different Procreate stuff, and we also work analog. Sometimes you get to watch me work on a painting or, you know, drop a new design for someone. That's followed with four different shows on Monday, starting at 9 a.m. with Drawing Four Tattooers with James Wisdom where we discuss basic drawing techniques and strategies. Following that at 11 a.m. on Mondays, we have the Tattoo Weekly hosted by Lauren Gregory, Jake Meeks of the Fireside Network and Gabe Ripley of Tattoo Now. That's followed at 5 p.m. with Let's Talk About Feelings with Robbie Ripple. And that's followed at 9 p.m. with a subscriber exclusive drawing group with Guy Aitchison. Following that, on Tuesday at 10 a.m., we have the Tuesday Feels Drawing Group with Ricardo Sertavant, which you are watching now. And on Wednesdays at 1 p.m., we have the Tattoo Now Show with Gabe Ripley, where we go through and look at some of the 
um, more or not more talked about, less talked about aspects of the business side of tattooing. And capping off the week on Thursdays at 6 p.m., we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast with Fawn Baker. I'd like to go through and take a quick second to thank a few people that make these shows happen. Starting off with worldtattooevents.com, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. As we know, living in this post-pandemic era, we still have tattoo events and conventions that are getting rescheduled like crazy. So for all the latest and greatest, most up-to-date convention or event information coming to a city near you or coming to a city that you want to travel to, take a look at worldtattooevents.com. D-Lies Pro, also known as Dermalize Worldwide. Protect your art. If you're still using plastic wrap to wrap up your tattoos, it's probably time to step your game up. D-Lies Pro uh, and Dermalize was designed by wound care specialists specifically designed to heal tattoos. You can't go wrong with this stuff. It's awesome. So maybe take that next step. Take a look at D-Lies Pro. TattooNow.com, technology for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. They're constantly keeping everything upgraded and competitive with any current CRM, mailing list, or scheduling software out there. So for the latest and greatest in tattoo technology and tattoo technology information, to really help take your studio or your business, if you're a personal artist, to a whole new level, take a look at TattooNow.com. They have the tools to make it happen. And of course, this would not be reinventing the tattoo without a very personal and professional thank you from the bottom of my heart to Guy Aitchison, who you can find at GuyAitchison.com. He is the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo. You can go to GuyHison.com where you can pick up a copy of his Biomech Encyclopedia. Uh, you can buy some of his DVDs. He's got some custom coil machines for sale, some original paintings, a whole lot of prints, and much, much more. Once again, all available at GuyHison.com. Would also like to give a very big shout out to the Apprenticeship Diaries with Amy Nichols. If you are an apprentice hopeful or you are looking for an apprenticeship or maybe you are a tattoo apprentice, take a look at the Apprenticeship Diaries. That's where, you're, that's where you can go to find all of the relevant information for apprentices or people that want to become an apprentice. As well, if you are looking for an additional source of information on top of the Reinventing Tattoo Network, take a look at the Fireside Tattoo Network hosted by Jake Meeks, where you can find tons of great interviews and awesome walkthroughs and product reviews all hosted there. They've got a YouTube channel and a podcast. There's absolute golden information on that channel as well. As always, if you like today's show, we ask that you please post a positive review. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button down bottom and help us get the word out. If you would like to host a Reinventing the Tattoo event or become a sponsor of our community, or maybe you're just looking for a fine art or a tattoo critique, you can always email management at reinventingthetattoo.com and we'll be happy to get back to you just as soon as we can. 
And that is it for the introduction today. Let me go through and see who wants to unmute themselves. And ask to start, ask to start. And ask to start. Morning. Good morning, everybody. Morning. My dog is so mad that I woke up at 6.30 a.m. All for <laughs> you guys. Hey, all right. Tell your dog to chill his milk. <laughs> to chill his milk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that. Never heard that before? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, I have to say that's a new one for me too. Oh man, you guys are you're making me feel old over here. That's like an old one. Dude, dude, that's that's amazing. Uh that actually goes with uh my favorite insult lately. Yeah. Has been has been calling people soggy bowls of cereal. There you go. And like because uh, I like to come up with creative insults that aren't really insulting, but it is kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, if I'm really mad at you, I'll just be like, shut up, you six hour old bowl of cereal. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it almost makes you just kind of like look at somebody and go, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I used to like to call people broccoli flavored ice cream <laughs> when I that was a young yeah. child. <laughs> that one I understand because that doesn't sound very good at all. Like, not at all. Well, my go to is just always of... butt nugget, but. Butt nugget. Uh, butt yeah, nuggets. I know. It's not quite as creative as a sour bowl of cereal, but it gets the point across. Cereal that has been sitting there that long, you gotta like, like, cereal's like this perfectly timed thing, you know what I mean? It depends on the cereal that you're eating, you know? Like, I love life cereal. I know it sounds super lame, but I love it. No, you life know? is good. Life is good, isn't it? Metaphorically and cereal wise. And cereal. Cereally. Yeah. No, I mean, I love honey bunches of oats. Like, that's my one of my all time favorite cereals. And you have to, like, you have to race the clock to eat those because hmm. they get soggy so quick. They get soggy in like, there's like a five second rule with sogginess. That's crazy. What, have you never See, had honey bunches of oats? I haven't. You haven't had honey bunches of oats. I have not honey, had honey bunches <laughs> of haul and oats, my dude. <laughs> You need to put it in your mouth and get back to me about it. <laughs> let me let me know what you think. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. So coming up next on Ricardo Sturdivant's serial critique, yeah. we explore the positives and negatives of honey bunches of oats. I mean, it's a very important thing, especially since breakfast is like the first important meal of the day, right? Oh my God! Yeah, I get. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's the first meal. Important. I mean, you're breaking fast. Don't put that responsibility on me, my dude. My breakfast today is a fucking zero calorie energy drink. What? 
How are you supposed to stay going all day and absolutely crush the competition when all you're eating is a zero calorie energy drink? Or does that not even yeah, count? Jason, you, going down. Jason you know firsthand I'm a napper. Look, especially if your favorite movie is Conan the Barbarian, you know, you have to see your enemies driven before you. Whoa, 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 whoa. So Bruno, Bruno just commented in the YouTube. He said, whoa, chill your milk. There you go. See, Bruno needs to get in here. Bravo, Bruno. Bravo. Bravo. Brava. Bravissimo. Uh, so how have you guys been? I'm still in one piece. It has been a long week of Christmas projects and stuff like that for me and staying up on tattoo drawings and everything like that too. So I don't know about you guys, but it's been busy, busy, busy. Uh, Yep. It's been a long week for me too. I had a string of hilarious ways to injure myself. (laughs) You know, um, it's, you know, the consequences of aging. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So on Monday, I rubbed my eye. Scratched my cornea. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, On Tuesday, I slept. Hurt my back. (laughs) I can can honestly say, I've never injured myself (laughs) sleeping. Like, wake up and you have that, like, really bad kink in your back where it's, like, stiff all day. Except it was like stiff for like five days. Oh yeah. And then Sunday, actually this Sunday during class with you, um, I don't, I was sitting there drawing and for some point I pivoted in my chair and tweaked like some nerve down by my tailbone. So I hurt my butt from sitting. (laughs) That's, I don't know, Ricardo, maybe you can give me another opinion on this, but, uh, to me, it sounds like she needs to be more active. Yeah, I was going to say it's, yeah. uh, it's a sedentary kind of thing for sure. Dude, and you know what really sucks is that all of these things started happening the same week that I've been planning on opening my rock climbing gym membership. <laughs> so, like, as soon as I got back from Puerto Rico, I was just like, I need to get I need to get back into rock climbing and like there's a rock climbing gym near my apartment so i should do that and then like the day i was gonna go in and start talking to them about like the fees and everything was the day i scratched my cornea oh man and then every day since it's better and i'm just like yeah no that's actually been a complaint at work yes i can't open my rock climbing gym membership because i keep hurting myself by existing (laughs) Well, so I'm trying. Good for you. That's all you can do sometimes. You know <laughs> do or do not. There, there is, is no try. Little <sighs> green wiz- wise wizard said that one time. I uh, um, the green wizard. <laughs> the green wise wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, um. Way too early. Uh, I moved. If we're shops. making Medusa laugh like that already. Yep. Wait, so what'd you say? You you move shops? Yep. Okay. Why don't you talk to us about go that? You, what 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 brought that on? Were you looking for a change of atmosphere? Was it like uh 
I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of different issues at play. Um, not issues, just a lot of different things coming together. And uh, but the main overall thing is that I kind of realized, like, after my guest spot in Arizona and where I was guest spotting in the daytime and uh, going to hang out at Hell City at night. Um, I, you know, I got a taste for traveling and I've always loved traveling anyways, but mm-hmm. being able to utilize my skills and take my job with me is just like super fun. So I realized I want to travel a lot more and I printed out a yearly calendar and highlighted all the conventions I want to go to and all of the weeks that I have already planned like guest spots and just kind of like looked at it and the negative space versus the highlighted space where I, I just it hit me from a business point of view where I was like it's not fair to ask my boss to keep my chair open ah okay like if she could find somebody that could work there full time and I know there's a couple other places in town where I can work kind of freely as I want which would oh. put less pressure on me um to be constantly like hustling and bringing in income to keep the shop running and more of I can pursue my main goals which is traveling and tattooing and uh, um so I put in my lizard letter of resignation and uh I am um, tomorrow starting at uh cassidy bell's side show alley tattoo import uh, auditorium that's awesome dude yeah thank you i'm yeah. really really stoked to work under cassidy bell he's super friendly and we have a lot of mutual interests already and i i see him around town all the time um and a few other people at the shop i already kind of know outside of tattooing and everything so I'm already familiar with the area I've been tattooed in the shop so all of that I used to live in the neighborhood that the shop is in so I like know the neighborhood really well it just kind of all worked out really well and I told him about my travel plans up front because I just like I'm not getting a job anywhere where they like they're gonna be surprised if I'm all like hey leaving once a month for a guest spot or something um, and he encourages it and is stoked for me. And yeah. That's um, awesome, dude. Yeah, I told him I was all like, just as a heads up, March, it's going to be real. Um, I have a lot of plans for like March and April. Those are heavy travel months for me. Like, is that okay with you? And he's all like, sure, do what you want. Radical. So that uh, definitely made me feel a little bit more comfortable because I don't like putting a place that I'm working in an awkward position, you know, which yeah. being like, bye, you know, without having somebody cover my shifts or um, finding a guest artist or knowing that, you know, if I get up and leave, that's less of it. A less capability for them to take all the walk-ins especially because I was working at a really high flow walk-in shop uh-huh so like you just you had to constantly be there you know doors yeah. don't close till the skin runs out 
Yeah, 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 for sure, dude. I get you. Um, well, it sounds like you're taking on a lot of responsibility and showing appreciation for the, the opportunity that you had to work there and stuff like that. So that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. On my letter of resignation, I put stickers and hearts on it. <laughs> and I like highlighted all the parts where I'm just like, I'm so grateful for this opportunity and blah, blah, blah. And uh, my boss and I ended up having like a four hour long conversation after work, just like a big heart to heart. And I got to express like um, my gratitude for her and everything. And she's like, I'm so I'm really sad to see you go. But, you know, you got to do what's best for you. And yeah, it was really nice. Ended up with a really big hug. And um, so when I packed up my stuff uh, yesterday, Usually, you know, when somebody's packing up their stuff and leaving, at least in my experience, when I've been around people packing up their stuff and leaving, it's always kind of an awkward thing in the shop. Like everybody's kind of quiet. Nobody knows what to say and all of that. Um, But it was just like another day. Everybody was cracking jokes. We were having a really good time. And so it was really nice. Also, like I this is my first time like leaving a shop that I, you know, worked at and everything so I'm really glad that my first step making that move was also peaceful and uh on good terms with everybody too because I've I've heard all the horror stories about people just like packing up their shit and disappearing in the middle of the night or like leaving in a rage storm and I was all like nah that's not me Good for you. So you're starting your journey out on a positive note. That's good, man. Positive intentions, positive vibes. It's fucking great, dude. Good vibes only. No bad vibes. No bad vibes, man. No reason to tell anybody to chill their milks. (laughs) Shut up, you soggy (laughs) bowl of cereal. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's cool. So um it sounds like an adventure are you nervous about it or anything like that or what's going on because i know hella yeah hella yeah that's awesome and you know you're doing the right thing you know yeah. what i mean yeah i'm i'm glad i get to be in a shop where i already kind of know a couple of people so that i have like you know a level of comfort um uh that that'll help lower a bit of my social anxiety yeah which is you know when you're socially anxious you're it for me it would show through in my work um so there's a little bit of comfort but also so many opportunities um Cassidy is an amazing artist uh with all like he's got some years under his belt he um and he's very willing to share his knowledge and everything so i'm really excited to uh work with him um and yeah i'm i'm really excited for the new opportunities you know the one of the coolest things that i hear you saying is that like it's not just a move out of convenience you know what i mean it it just seems like everything kind of lined up for you and stuff like that so that's awesome because I mean, it's not, you know what I mean? Like you'll be able to kind of still grow while you're there too. And it's in several different ways, you know what I mean? Like one of them, it sounds like you're becoming, I don't know for me, I don't know if I can speak for you too, but I know I can, I struggle with like a, 
an organization of sorts, you know what I mean? So it can be pretty daunting sometimes to want to avoid it. Um, but, you know, so you're learning a lot of that too, unless you're already pretty organized. Is it? Oh, wait, no, you used to keep uh, notes on paper plates. So you're a lot like me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we will ever forget that. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm waiting for the day Medusa shows up to a tattoo convention and um, she's got, she instead of business cards, she just has a stack of paper plates. I would totally no, do No, my notes are on the paper plates. Be like, my business no cards will be my napkins. <laughs> yeah. Sticking at your wallet, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one of these days, 10 years from now, I'll lead a, I'll, I'll lead a seminar with all and i'll be shuffling through paper plates (laughs) so if you could flip to plate four please no 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 the back of plate four that's section b that's section b that would be section b and then the grease stain is usually like section c a you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) it was (laughs) my laughing because it's so plausible yeah, you're, you're like power slides will literally be plates sliding around, you know what I mean? So, dude, well, the thing is, though, there's there's logic behind the paper plate thing, all right? Yeah. So, random pieces of paper, I always am just like, oh, junk, and I'll like toss it aside and everything. But with a paper viable. plate, yeah, with a paper plate, I look at my backpack and pull out a paper plate. I'm like, what the fuck is a paper plate doing in my backpack? And you have How can I lose that? that? I'd be shocked uh, by it Medusa, every time. Medusa, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you did lose the paper plate. I didn't lose the paper plate. It was in the other room when I needed it. Right. I didn't know right. that it was in the other room Okay. at the time. You guys have traveled together, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason knows I like to take naps all the time, six hour naps and sleep through <laughs> networking events. Hey, what, Whitney? I said, I don't think that qualifies as a nap. I'm pretty sure that's just an entire whole day of sleep. Yeah. Funny thing no, is, I would like, agree. We, we, I woke up and they're like, Well, are you going to go to dinner? And I was like, Yeah, sure. And as soon as I got back from dinner, I went right back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> man this, this plate of food is gonna make me tired already <laughs> from being tired <laughs> better get my rest up before i uh sit all day tattooing <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm still looking for somebody that wants to tattoo take naps on my knuckles that's awesome is that what you're getting on your neck to take naps no way yep <laughs> Perfect. I know a guy that has Dr. Pepper on there. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, because he likes Coca-Cola. Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> but he really does have Dr. Pepper on tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> yeah. You had me there. How about you, Whitney? How have you been? Pretty good, cold, freezing to death. It's yeah. like the Arctic. Why? Yeah. Oh God, it's just so cold. Yes, it is that time of year again, isn't it? Oh, it's just 
Dude. Yeah, the only thing making it would make it worse is snow, and that's coming right now, probably. Do you guys experience, uh, let me ask you guys, all of you guys a question, like in the winter uh, months, do you guys experience like a slower period in the shop that you've been working at recently or that you do now? No. You mean painting season? Painting season, there you go. I, I think take demographic, yes. obviously, like demographic uh, is what impacts that and during the holiday season, like in the South, in Florida, it seemed to slow down, but here in the north, it's it, it getting tattooed in the wintertime to best time, so it's usually pretty steady. It's not like Mike Malone's remember December, it's, it's pretty much steady for the most part. I mean, it's not fast, it's not slow, it's steady. Hmm. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, well, my coworker <laughs> or my now former coworker. I always like to call it cancellation season because it's you know from when everybody booked out like a month or two ago and then suddenly Christmas time arrives and they just got back from traveling for Thanksgiving and now they realize that oh they want to get themselves a PS5 for Christmas and also presents for other people and uh you know that's not gonna work up work out with a tattoo and bills and rent all being paid at the same time so we better cancel that tattoo appointment you know blah 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 so (laughs) but i think cancellation season just uh, um sorry to sound woo woo but i don't want to attract more cancellations so i don't want to call it that also it just it focuses on the negative i want to remind myself that there's other things i get time to do so i like to call it painting season although it is cancellation season yes it is it is <laughs> although steady although like it, I, I can't even really it, it is all over the place actually because it's the people that thought oh i'll book this appointment and i'll be good to go but then they spent way too fucking much money at best buy and so now they're gonna make up some bullshit i had a fender bender or i'm fucking pregnant or whatever um but yeah, just as much as somebody or people are, are scheduling people also canceling shifting. I heard some pretty funny ones around the shop here lately. Um, the young lady that's uh, uh, learned, she's the apprentice here. She had some pretty funny things going on with her cancellations. I think one of her clients said something about um, her car being stolen a few weeks ago, like a few weeks ago, you know what I mean? Not as in my car was stolen yesterday or today or something like that. It was stolen a few weeks ago, so she can't make her appointment that she planned out, like, you know, two months before or something like that. So it's pretty funny. Oh, my God. Just it's tell just him. Taxis or nothing. Just fucking yeah. tell him you're broke. I know, right? <laughs> we or, get or it. You can call, like, literally, dude, like, one of the things you could do, too, is call in and be like, hey, look, I know the tattoo we planned. I, I can try to pay for as much of the drawing that you've done for that, but do you have anything that you want to tattoo on me? Like, that you're really excited about that's absolutely correct that's a great thing to do yeah if you do that more often that'd be awesome yeah because then at least then you can like you know you feel pretty good about the whole scenario and you can kind of share with somebody and and be like oh whatever i want to do huh okay well come on in and sit down yeah (laughs) that's a really good idea um i've definitely i've been the guy that had to cancel last minute before and it felt awful 
Yeah, for sure. But I like was stuck in a position that I couldn't do it. So what happened was I had paid my rent a few days before, looked at my bank account and was like, all right, sweet. I still have enough money for this tattoo. And then the day of when I was about to go to the ATM to withdraw cash, I checked on my phone, my bank account again. And it turns out my rent check had just cleared. So all the money oh. I thought I had was no longer there. Because when I checked it before, my rent check hadn't cleared and I didn't realize that. So it was like one of those things where it's just like, oh, fuck, I just really suck at math and didn't like <laughs> calculate this right. And oh, man, it felt Another horrible. But I ended up just being like, I don't have any money. I can't pull it out of thin air right now. I thought I did. I don't. And. That one, that one sucked. I actually had a lot of anxiety about calling the shop to let them know I had to last minute reschedule, but they were really understanding too, because I mean, that's another thing. Tattoo artists are people too. Totally whether people be Yeah, it fucking sucks, but. All right, my bank account or whatever, just tell the truth. It's just. Yeah, I'm. Like, if somebody were to tell me, hey, honestly, like, I thought I had the money and I I don't and I'm really sorry, I would be a lot more understanding about that than if somebody said, my car was stolen a few weeks ago and I didn't plan. I don't know how to use the bus. A year ago, I lost my car. Sorry. I've never ridden a bike before. I don't know. Anybody else with one of those things they call vehicles that can loan me a ride? I've never heard of this boomingly popular service called Uber. Something about these horseless driven carriages that are <laughs> 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 Sorry, I don't... dang horseless carriages. <laughs> Seriously though, like it, you know, things do happen and it does suck. You know what I mean? Like it sucks for everybody. You know what I mean? But the best thing you can do is just call the shop and just tell them you're not going to be able to make it, man. And like, see if there's anything you can do to kind of work things out or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and I with mean, enough you clients to get out of jail fee card, I'd say, you know, when you deposit, signs right there, deposits are not refundable, you know. But as long as you contact me in a common sense amount of time because life happens, then right. we can deal with it. And I give you the life happens like right there. So I give you the opportunities that if shit happens, just call. But don't be right. waiting no 10 minutes to the day of. No. Yep. Yeah, and if it if it does happen the day of, then that's understandable too. But if it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands. You know what I mean? But I like to try to set policy uh, up front with people as much as possible. One of them is the discussion of price. Like that's the first thing you talk about immediately. Um, you know what I mean? Um, the second being, uh, you know, the, there's at least a grace period there. It's like a window where it's like a 24 hour policy at the very least. You know what I mean? I'd appreciate at least 48 hours, but if you can give me at least at the very least 28 or 24 hours and you're good to go. And I'll move your appointment to like, you know, a month or two out whenever you need to and the deposit will still hold, you know, but definitely deposits, definitely discussion of policy and things like that and how it works whenever you do cancel and things like that. That way there's, there's, that way there's no discussion there's no like surprise kind of element by this by the client that's like oh wait i didn't know that it's like dude, we discussed this i discuss this with every client every time you know what i mean like there's 
you know exactly what you're getting into this whole time. Well, no, you can't get your money back. I'm sorry to say, but that was time and effort that I put into a drawing and saved and set aside time that I work to give you that space. You know what I mean? So, and I understand things come up, but you know, it's like when people, they always ask me to, um, how do they say it? You know, like for, I've been tattooing for a while and I've, I was taking Saturdays off there for a long time because my kids were in a lot of activities and stuff like that. So I had to, you know, do the, the, that weekend thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then like, Why can't I get on Saturday? I don't work those days. It's like, Hey, guess what? I don't work those days either. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what do you know? Oh my God. Don't have a light. Don't do yeah. that. That's oh, oh my God, you have a schedule. Guess what? So do I, man. So do I. But I think there's a lot of things that come into factor with that. And you guys could chime in here and see how you feel about it. But there's a lot of uh, importance in, um, how do you say it? Like making yourself a priority and the way that you conduct your business and the way that you hold a worse than yourself too you know what I mean and if you're going back on that then you're kind of taking that worth away from yourself and your work what do you guys think about that yeah for sure I, I mean if you don't hold a value to yourself then there is no value but if you honestly I mean tattooing only gives you what you give it but if you give too much you're gonna get burned out I mean you're gonna get very resentful of, of doing it, period, you know? Yeah, you know, because, I mean, if... Go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, I, I completely agree with that. Like, if you don't have self-worth and if you don't value your own time and your own effort, and your, if you're not conscious of the amount of effort that you're putting out there, yeah. then you're just asking for trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've all done it again, to yourself, but you know. <laughs> oh, of course. You know, I also look try to look at things from like a basic business standpoint as well, though. And you know, up until I think a year or two ago, um, I literally worked seven days a week. I was just grinding. I was hustling. I was just trying to make that bread. Just trying to have that money so that I could do the things that I wanted to do. And I knew that that's what I had to do in order to achieve that. Right. Yeah. I got burnt out whenever I could afford to be burnt out. Right. Uh, most of the time you just kind of push through it and you ask your, you wake up the next day and you're like, why did I do that? Right. That was my good <laughs> idea. Um, but you know, it's like when you take a step back and you, you see that and you start to value your own time more, and you start to put more value on like, I don't know, personal relationships and uh, self-care, things like yeah. that. You really start to acknowledge the fact that, you know what? I am my own person. I'm not a slave to this job and I'm not a slave to what I do. Not saying I don't absolutely love and adore what I do because I do and I would, there's nothing else in this world I would rather do but you have to take that time for yourself. Now, if you look at it from a business perspective, right? Just playing devil's advocate here. Um, when you look at things from a business perspective, it does kind of make sense to budget your time and the time that the studio is open and everything like that around the times when most people are not working. 
right? Because right. that's going to give you the most time for walk-in clientele. That's not saying be open until midnight, you know, like open up at five and close at midnight. That's just ridiculous because most people are not up that late during the week. Um, yeah, I used to work at a studio that was that way. They were like, yeah, we'll, we'll stay open till midnight. And we opened at noon. It was noon till oh, wow. midnight. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 99% of the time, the only people that walked in after 9 p.m. were completely hammered. Yep. Like yeah. Beyond uh, drunk. The oh, tattooing yeah. till the skin runs out mentality comes from a different time. Like, it comes from a different time. Like, it when does. tattoos weren't as expensive as they are and you had to hammer out a lot and you wanted to get everybody in the shot because they also weren't as popular to wear. Ooh, so you didn't ooh, have so much ooh, clientele. Ooh, 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 ooh. Pick me, pick me. I have a comment. Pick me, pick me. Jason. Uh, okay. uh, wait, let's uh, see. Who else is in? Wait, wait let me. me. <laughs> no, 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 me. Pick me. Uh, my hand up. I have my hand uh, up. It's right here. I go with uh, Mr. Lisa. Um, um, over here. Over here. Maybe, I, maybe if I use my other hand. Euler. Right here. Euler. So to comment on that, Medusa, you are correct. Tattoos were not as expensive back then. However, cost of living was not quite as high. People yeah. were making less money. Cost of living was a lot less. So tattoos were priced appropriately. Right. Well, also, so if you they think, also think about this, popular. So walk-ins. A loaf weren't. of bread used to cost a dime back in the forties, right? So you can't really. Yeah, that was way less expensive, right? So it makes sense. You know, people could go out and buy bread all the time. But as time moves forward, price does increase based on cost of living, amount of revenue in the area, et cetera, et cetera. But I, you are correct. Um, just to like, I don't necessarily think it had to do with cost though. I think it had to do more with availability of tattoo studios. Right. And uh, then because when you, right. Because back then, back in those days, right. It was like one studio for every 20 miles. If you were lucky, there was right? only if one you decided to open up a studio in that area. It would get firebombed and yeah. Yep. Goodbye. Um, so I think, you know, when you don't have a choice and you have to go to the local studio because it's literally the only one within an hour's drive and you have a line of people waiting outside the door to get in, I think that's where that kind of mentality comes in because they knew that they had all of these people and this was the only place they could do it and they wanted to get make as much money as they possibly potentially could. Um, because, you know, back in military days, back when tattooing was mostly for sailors and ex-cons, right? Those are the only two people that get tattooed. Sailors were only in port for a few days. They only had a couple of days to get tattooed. And when that, when that vessel let all those sailors off on leave, they had two days to make all of that military money. So many swallows and anchors. Oh my god! So many swallows and anchors. We get really good at drawing anchors when the ship lets loose. 
Yeah, and then you have that one guy that comes in for like a panther or a dragon, and you're like, I'm sorry, we're only tattooing swallows today. What you see is what you get. You missed Panther Day. <laughs> that was last week. Yeah. Panther Day was last Tuesday. You should have been in then. Not my fault. I, I think I think cost of living has does have a lot to do with it as far as the business end of things goes. You know what I mean? Like as far as the technical business end of things goes. But I think I can also see uh, another point where it's like if you're just beginning and you're just getting into the tattoo industry, one of the best things you can do for yourself is put everything else aside to a point uh, outside of your mental health, I think, and then um, try to be in the shop and in that environment and in that, um, that mode of thinking as much as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to refine something that you're just getting started at. Like, let's say that you are a very talented artist uh it it can transfer over to tattooing but it's a a completely different medium in a few different ways technically it's it's a very different medium and then you know with the uh with the culture of tattooing it's it's also a very different kind of medium as well you know what i mean so it's it's things that are important and by culture i mean like how to deal with unmanaged clientele you know what i mean uh things that may or may not come up with clientele or with certain tattoos that you don't feel comfortable doing, uh, having a, having a good mentor there to kind of point you in the right direction without kind of stunting you, you know, there's a lot of things that are involved with that. And I think that's where it comes from. Whenever I talk about putting that time and effort in, and then like at some point being able to say, you know what, I don't tattoo on Saturdays anymore. Right. But that's, that's after all of those other steps have been taken already, I think, you know, Absolutely. I could not agree any more with that statement. Yeah, I, uh, I've been tattooing weekends since I started because uh, I've been working in a walk-in shop. And that's the only way that I'm going to get my line work better is by taking all of those infinity symbols. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. spring when spring break happened on the same week as stimmy checks no snap oh my gosh so many angel numbers so (laughs) many oh i think that was around the time i did four infinity symbols in one day and that wasn't even my whole day of tattooing that was just four infinity symbols trying to think of some kind of clever math joke but i don't know math very well so i'm not even gonna bother (laughs) (laughs) But, don't do math not even once not even once not even yeah uh you know it's what addictive though, like, you'll get hooked don't do it not a wise decision <laughs> just watch futurama the whole thing's based off math, i was I addicted to math once it was bad oh <laughs> well dude i oh man oh okay that wasn't you sorry i thought somebody sent me a futurama meme this morning so i was all like was that you ricardo but no Mm-mm. I just no. know that you like Futurama. Mm-hmm. You know, I did have a, I did have a um, potential client call the old, my old studio where I had it like pretty private. Um, and they asked how much my sideways eights were. <laughs> so that was the sideways eights. <laughs> That's a how, how much are your sideways eights? So I was like, wait, what? And I literally didn't think about it for a second. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't know. What about those clapping hands with the rosemary beads? 
<laughs> the clapping the hands with the Mardi Gras beads. Yeah, go. yeah. How much for them clapping hands? <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> what do you get when you get those beads, man? Yo, you think you can throw some Mardi Gras beads in there too? I think that'd look pretty sick. Oh man, <laughs> not the regular ones, the fancy ones with the with the T's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got like a little a little like what does the T stand the for? But I want my T upside down so I can see it. <laughs> it's for me. It's just it's for, for me. me. Can I can I turn it into um, a flock of birds flying away? Oh yeah. <laughs> and also my grandparents' names need to be hidden in it somewhere. Well, yeah, you Birthday. have to put them up. And yeah, I need all the names and births and death dates of all of my previous ancestors all hidden inside the petals of roses. And I need that all on my foot. And I only want it to be six inches tall. You can and do don't, that, right? don't forget 20, 20 bucks in 20 minutes. It'll only take 10 minutes. Yeah, it's only going to take you 15 minutes. No problem. Come on. Yeah. You can do it. How about you do and it I in between the two in all white ink? I once had somebody <laughs> ask me. Don't like, forget it'll about only the take eyes. 10 minutes. Why can't you stop what you're doing now and just fit us in real quick? Mm -hmm. Like she, they, she, they thought oh, yeah. I could actually just stop and be like, oh, okay, let me you just tend to you real quick and then go back. Speaking of the old sailor tattoo shops and like all that stuff like that, like I had, I had been told a story from an older, older tattoo artist about how supposedly there were mason jars with holes punched in the top of them and all, fresh alcohol was put in it every day, but then used throughout the day and they would just drop the needle through those holes at the top and the needle, the eye of the needle would catch at the, at the hole and they'd just shake it up, take it out, mm -hmm. wipe it off, put it back in the tube and be like, okay, who's next? And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. man, dude. Yep. <laughs> they also used to have a bucket filled with rubbing alcohol that they used yep. to wash people down with. Oh man, dude. Yeah, they'd have material rags and go up and dip that in there and rip it out and keep using it all day long. The best is when you see the old school guys and they have like on their thumb, on button, like the, the stretching hand thumb, they got all those little bop, 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 bop. You know what I mean? Like party the, dots. The party dots. dots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I love me some party dots. I love me some hepatitis party dots. Mm, yay, bloodborns. <laughs> all delicious. What's for breakfast? You know, if you really, if you really <laughs> wanted to go super old school with like stuff like that, they wouldn't even take the needles off of the bars. That was like over. Oh, yeah. right? They would actually solder the needle bars onto the machine. Like if you look at some of the really old ones, those needle bars yeah. were soldered onto the amateur bar. Wow. What, dude, what never, happens when they get dull? They get the dull after like time they would change it. If if the needles got dull, first thing they would do is take the tube off, take a little needle file, and they would try to file those points back down, right? Not and really. if they couldn't do that this. and they had to change the needles, then it was a process, right? Because you had to unsolder the needle bar from the machine, take that off, put a new one on solder that one on this, this is after you made your needles and prayed that you didn't solder the wrong end of them right <laughs> to have all those blunt tips coming down that you know so it was it was crazy man it was absolutely nuts 
That is honestly way too much work. I would much rather do it or tease the Iceman away. Just cut your skin and rub that bone char right in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dude. just or tease the Iceman. Truly old school. I don't think of the Iceman. Yeah, the mummy from like. Oh yeah, okay, okay, I got gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Utsi or Utsi the Iceman. I'm I'm sorry. I'm a I'm I've only ever read it because I'm um cultured. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm I've only ever correct. read it because I read. <laughs> According to uh, an anthropologist that we actually had on reinventing the tattoo, that yeah, went and did a whole presentation on it. I believe the correct pronunciation is Utsi. Okay, Utsi the Iceman. Um, it was a uh, um, incisions made in the skin with a uh, charcoal or, or bone chard having been rubbed into them. That's I mean, I'm down to give it a shot. Yeah, Why not? Let's do it. no gloves allowed. <laughs> sharpen, <laughs> sharpen an animal bone. And get to carving. There's a lot of hunters around here. I'm pretty sure I can get that bone for us. No problem. Funny story. I was out in uh, San Diego, California, getting tattooed by a guy who I'm not going to mention his name just for anonymity's sake. Uh, but I was out in San Diego getting tattooed by a guy that I really wanted to get tattooed by. And he was talking to me about his friend from France, who's also a tattoo artist, was going to be coming into town. And I'm like, oh, that's got to be awesome, dude. That should be great fun. He's like, yeah, it should be. I don't know. Things got a little wild the last time he was here. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, how wild? And he's like, I remember getting drunk with him. We finished a bottle of Jack Daniels. He broke the bottle, picked up a shard of glass and said this. This is what I'm going to tattoo you with. That's awesome. And he did. And he got tattooed with a broken shard of glass from a Jack Daniels bottle. Wow. Apparently, he then turned around and tattooed his friend with a shark's tooth, so. Damn. Shit gets crazy, man. That's a cute puppy. Oh, thank you. Here's the picture that I'm working off of. Um, can you see that? Uh, lift it up more. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Um, Apparently, when he was really little, he had uh, like some kind of ear problem, and um, I guess it messed up his like uh, his balance a little bit. You know what I mean? So every time he looks up, he's always he always looks up like that. Aw, what yeah. a cute baby! Cute. Yeah, it's for my um my brother in law coming up this holiday season. Nice. I am making another round of postcards i've decided in my spare time to watercolor some more postcards oh, and after cool. i get a stack i'm gonna send them out again that's awesome so that's what i'm working on radical dude. can we see them um i can't find one of them I did a Care Bear with a pot leaf on a stomach, smoking a joint. <laughs> I can't find that, but this is the one that I uh, was working on um, Sunday. 
That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. Very cool. And, uh, and then Fishman. this is the one. Yeah, and then this one is the one I'm working on right now. I haven't drawn the face yet. Very cool. So just some old lady face. And Can I see that one again? Which one? The lady. Let me see here. Hold on one second. What are you doing? All right, say something again. Bananas. <laughs> Bananas in cereal is a good addition to food. Pick up the picture. Bananas in cereal is a good thing, and so are strawberries <laughs> and blueberries. Ooh, Sometimes I like, I like to put honey on it. The hair looks awesome. Honey bunches of pollen oh oats. You can't tell me to say something on the spot. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think this is probably my favorite that I've ever done. Um, so because I did a lot that of like pretty rad little highlights on it, and I also shaded the mask with a green. So I started, I was messing with neutral tones and everything. So uh or not neutral tones, I was messing with the muting colors. Yep in shadows instead of just you know adding adding a or putting it on a layer of like gray wash or something um so that was Colors super fun yeah somebody cool. somebody's gonna get that one very right. thoughtful very cool man i like that um you personalize things like that it's really fun uh, you and jason both have postcards right <laughs> yep sure do I got the skull heart one and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I got a skull and a rose. Oh. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's one of the things that I was thinking about whenever we we're talking about clients canceling because they couldn't afford it after buying all the Christmas presents. It's like, just pick up some paints and go paint somebody something. That's pretty good. Thoughtful cheap thing to do uh at my now former work we uh did a secret santa and um uh the i think because i work with so many creative people it really sparked up and we had a money limit it really sparked up uh people's creativity levels because they wanted to make cool press they wanted to give cool presents but you're not allowed to spend more than a certain amount of money and sometimes under a certain amount all you guys like trinkets and weird little toys people get really creative and just spend that money on supplies to make something really really cool yeah um, but cool. yeah a couple people got some cool shit you're like why didn't i think of that <laughs> yeah like, imagine putting down a $10 limit for a secret Santa. Like, you got to get creative with that. Yeah. Even books don't cost $10 anymore. In this economy? Shoot. 
might be able to buy a pack of gum. Books used to cost two pennies. <laughs> Back in my day. When you walk to school 15 miles in a snowstorm uphill both ways. That's right. You must have lived in the weirdest city. So many uphills, no downhills. <laughs> and all I took was right turns. I couldn't afford left turns. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Do you have any clients going on today? No, I took a few days off this week. I have one client of mine that's coming in from, um, she's coming in from Las Vegas. She lives in Quincy, which is about two and a half hours away from here, or originally from there, but moved to Vegas a few years back. So whenever they come around, they'll come back up and um, get tattooed. Uh, it's pretty fun. Let me see if I can find a picture here real quick hold on one second but uh it'll be pretty cool like i'm looking forward to it uh we get to hang out her and her husband are both really cool people and she's got a lot of uh geometric stuff on her i've i've had the opportunity to tattoo her whole back and i've done one of her sleeves and we're working on the second one right now nice let me see if i can find a picture of it real quick uh but yeah it's gonna be a fun one Oh, here. I think I have this little reel that she made. Let me see if I can share this screen real quick. Jason, can you screen share this, the, the iPad? Yeah, there you go. You're good. Okay, thank you. see oh damn so that's shop. yeah it's a shop we're working in that's me skateboarding in the shop which is always encouraged hot and red and we burning because i've been feeling cool time i've been fucking cool time yeah i'm out the butt light not the bourbon i might try to roof off the suburbs try to be a nice guy john turns Till I started throwing up in your Birkin Then I woke up in the morning Polly showed up at my door with a warning I remember flushing something down the toilet Guess you gotta let me off with the warning Return of Mac Feeling like an outcast I'm the only guy in slacks that I'm I'm about to pull yep. I'm about to pull up And stop the screen share So that's pretty much it You know what I mean? Um, it's fun I wish I had some more pictures of her back and everything like that, uh, but um, I think they might be on my Instagram if you scroll down through a while back. <laughs> but very cool people. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So I, I took a little bit of extra time so I could try to give, get more done on that, that whole deal. We're going to try to tackle the elbow tomorrow, and I think we might be pretty close to getting, getting it finished this time around how about you guys are you guys taking any time off for the holidays maybe the day of but for the most part that's about it i'm sorry what was that i said maybe the day of christmas 
But okay. um, for the most part, my schedule. Ah, cool. Um, I'm taking off what little time I can. Don't really um, don't really have too much time I can take off, even though I've got you know family coming in from out of town. But um, if I can take off sometime, I will for sure. It's just a matter of you know going through and figuring out okay, what can I move around? What's not really super important? How much time can I take off and not really have that affect too many things? Uh, you know, because uh, ever since I started up this uh, this printmaking business, it's like it's been dominating my time. Hey, how's that going? That uh, it's going pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. Just had a good friend of mine put in an order for. Uh, he's someone I've been making prints with for a long time, and um, they wanted me to do a hundred of each of their prints. And normally I don't do volume like that. I, I'll actually turn it away because that's not what I'm really set up for. Um, right. But the fact is I already have all the color correction done. I already have the sizing done. Literally all I need to do is buy the paper, put that in and basically just hit print whenever it runs out, whenever the paper runs out and just like collect it all, bundle it up and, you know, get it ready. But it's right. the volume of prints yeah. that are being done. That's kind of the difficult thing that I'm dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. And like keeping all that stuff in stock and then figuring out, okay, how many more pages can I get out of, you know, the ink cartridges that I currently have in there? Will I need to order a brand new set? Because those are expensive as hell. Yeah, they are. Like, Even the basic printer is expensive as hell. I can imagine for that. Yeah, it's um, so I run a nine color printer and each cartridge is 60 bucks. Yeah, so I mean, it's the not colors cool. that come out on the printer and dynamic. I mean, yeah, dynamic. So the brightest. The, that's common, common misconception. It's not the actual colors that come out of the printer that determine how vibrant it is. It's the the surface it's printed on. I did know that. All right. That, you... that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Frank. Well, I was going to say, I... if you ever get a chance to see Jason's prints in person. Oh, I have and you. They're oh, amazing. okay. Yeah. yeah. They're it's, it's a game changer. Like, I <laughs> need to, I have been actually for months, I've been planning on doing this. I need to set aside a day for scanning to do my 600 dpi scans because i after i got some of uh jason's prints in the mail like i can't go Dude, anywhere no else for prints without you can't. knowing that i'll be ripping my customers off because i know right there's now, better out there he has the best prints i've ever seen i'm not even joking like they're, yeah. they're great like i feel <laughs> like i'm betraying my print guy but he doesn't need to know I mean, we just kind of knocked on stuff a little bit, just a chat. <laughs> but yeah, Sorry, they're, buddy. I really appreciate that, guys. I really. I mean, they really are. Um, I like. I agree completely. I think they're pretty awesome. Like it's... it's a lot of it comes down to color correction, time that you put into that, understanding 
what the objective of that painting is like is it trying to depict a certain for lack of a better term a certain emotion are you trying to go for a certain style or achieve a certain feel with it an ambiance a, a, a je ne sais quoi right oh which, which is French for I don't know what. <laughs> what kind of feng shui is this print going to be fitting into? Pretty much, you know, it, so you have to think about things like that. And that's where, like, I like to think I separate myself out from a lot of other people. Because if you can go to, like, any kind of commercial or corporate print guy, and they're basically going to turn around and say, yeah, cool, send me the file and I'll, I'll hit print, right? And they'll print and it'll come out and it might be cool, might be good, might not, might not be accurate. You don't know, you know, the tans or beiges might turn out more green, which actually, believe it or not, happens a lot whenever you're scanning something that has like that old antique kind of like yellow ochre look to it. Um, a lot of times those colors will turn out more on the green side. So you have to go through and kind of like figure out, okay, is this actually tan? Is this green? Is, you know, what's going on here in this area? Is this an off like stained area or is this supposed to be white, right? Because you don't want to make something that's supposed to have a slight tint to it be pure white. You don't, it's just not going to look good. Right. And it's not going to achieve what it is that artist is setting out to achieve. So you have to acknowledge that in some respects uh, and have a, a base understanding of what that person's trying to do. Um, and that's where a lot of things get into uh, a, a sticky situation with, because uh, I've had prints run by many people and they turn out okay. You know, they're good but I need to make sure all of my color correction is done in advance so that that way, when I send it to them, it's like, this is the paper I want it printed on. Here's the exact color profile I want it in. Here's the exact color correction I want. These are the exact tones that this should be. This is the exact tone this should be so that everything's perfectly accurate, right? Most printing places will not go that far. They're like, like, yeah, whatever. I've got like six other orders on the table that I need to get out by Thursday. Send me your file and I'll run off 50 of them for you. You know, but that once, to me is just not the way it should be. I once asked a print company to make prints for me. And when they came out super grainy and weird, um, which was a DPI problem because they didn't even scan at a high enough DPI. Um, I, uh, asked them and I didn't know about DPI at the time. So I, I didn't realize that was the problem. I asked them about like why it wasn't looking like the artwork that I had handed them to scan and all of that. And they were all like, well, we can do some photo corrections and some editing to get it to look more like the original artwork that we scanned, but that's going to cost a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. And it turns out the entire time that the problem was just it wasn't being scanned at a good, you know, resolution. That's the only issue. Um, so sometimes the print, because like I think sometimes the staff, the print companies are literally just told to press a button and they're getting a paycheck and they don't even know anything about 
what they're doing. Well, and that's the difference between, you know, contacting someone that has a background in it, that's been trained in how to do it properly and professionally, and then going to anyone out there can buy a commercial printer. Anyone out there can start their own print company. You know, I, I've been hit up by several people in different places of the world that are like, hey, I'm trying to get into running my own prints. I saw the, uh, the interview that was done with you on uh, X, Y, and Z, you know, YouTube channel. And uh, big shout out to Fireside and Jake Meeks, by the way. Thank you. And uh, Amy Nichols, too. I think I talked about my printing on, on the recent interview I did with Amy. But, um, you know, it's like, yeah, anyone out there can get a printer. Anyone out there can scan a file at whatever resolution and hit print. That's easy. You know, doesn't mean it's going to come out right. Doesn't mean that it's going to look the way that it should. But you can do it. You know, if you're willing to put that kind of money into it, you can do it. Um, I have training in color profile, color matching. Um, I know all about the gamma settings. I know about different types of surface textures, optical brighteners and paper. Um, and these are all significant things that you won't be able to understand or comprehend unless you've had proper training in it. So that's kind of what sets me apart from other people. Um, and it's awesome because it's, you know, it's fun, it's easy, uh, well, semi-easy. Once you know what you're doing and you know the right settings, it's easy. But, you know, it's fun. And I get to help provide other artists out there with top quality stuff. The downside is, is that I'm not trying to spend my entire life making prints for people. You know, that's not my end game. So I have to constantly remind myself and keep myself in focus and in check because of that. Makes sense. I can get behind that. Yeah. Like it's a nice little side hustle that I don't mind doing to make a little bit of extra money and help other artists out and provide them with quality stuff. But I just want a tattoo. Like that's my goal. Well, maybe tattoo and collect artwork. I'd love to do that for a living. Just have rich people pay me to go out and buy awesome art. That's incredible. That, that is a that is an occupation, isn't it? Yeah, but you don't get yeah, to keep is, the dude. art. Yeah, they don't get to mm -hmm. keep it. They can look at it and buy it and touch it, maybe even lick it. You know, if no one's looking. That's a crazy. It's crazy. like oh oh what what did you uh oh oh you got to handle a a Jackson Pollock? Guess what? I licked one. It is part of me. Am I a part of it? No. Although you may have left some DNA behind when you did that. But. Get a nice little staph infection. Wait, can you get a staph infection orally? You can taste the lead in the paint. Oh my gosh. That's a fun one. Lead is delicious. Lead is my favorite flavor of paint. My brain sales. Love it. Brain sales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, like I said, I, I don't mind making prints for people. Um, I've got the background in it, so I figure why not do it? And apparently I, I make excellent choices when it comes down to paper and all that stuff. So 
I'll do it. But all I want to do is sit back and just tattoo and have fun and like hang out with friends and get tattooed, you know, tattooer life, right? You know, getting tattooed, hanging out with people. That's a, I know those are like two of Medusa's least favorite things. (laughs) She's like, but there's going to be people there. Gotta take a nap first. Yep. I do. I gotta need to mentally prepare myself with a nap nap before I can do it. So that I have the energy for dinner. (laughs) I will say this though you handled yourself extremely well down in Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, I was about to shit my pants at any any second. <laughs> That's funny. Any I was gonna second. have James come over and like break your balls a little bit. Oh my god! Like, no, she would she would freak out. Um, if you did that, I would have probably just gone dead silent. It would be one way to shut me up. Are you kidding? Me? If you came <laughs> over and started breaking my balls, I would start crying. Yeah, I I would probably. Oh, I'm getting nauseated thinking about that. Yeah, that would be one way to kill me. <laughs> just die. I would go sure. home and just immediately start reevaluating my entire life. Although, what an honor to get right? my balls broken by James Tex. Guy's a phenomenal artist. I know. Uh, yeah. You know... Yeah, maybe next time. Maybe next time. I could get my balls broke. Yeah, super nice, dude. Super nice, super kind. Always I wanted to go to up to a station and say hi so bad, but I I was very nervous. Every time I went over there, I peeked at what he was doing, and I just they're like, hi, bye. You should have come over while I was getting my hand blasted by Anthony. I was, uh, I came over once real quick, but I was uh, working on that um, calf piece. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm. So I was busy making money and hustling and saying yes to people that wanted uh, my flash. That's awesome. But yeah. Huh? You guys both stay pretty busy down there? Um, yeah, I think I, I think I broke even. Good deal, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, um, any, even if I didn't do a single tattoo, I would have been totally fine because I had originally planned that trip without the intent of tattooing. So I was already writing off all of my money spent on it anyways. Uh, the tattooing part was kind of a last minute thing. So it's just an extra bonus. So rad. Good lord, Ricardo. Knock it the fuck off. What? That painting. Is it working? Yeah, it's taking shape, it's man. It's fucking Real working. <laughs> you know what? I got this new... Uh, oh, man. I think I made a mistake. I think I got... Um, I have this other medium that I'm using... Uh, let's see if you guys can see it. Oh, let me turn it up. Oh. Uh, this Liquitex stuff, but yeah, you see what it that. says right there? See what it says on this bottom black You're line? Iridescent. Right oh, yeah. fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no. So now Night. I switch. Yeah. It's like, I didn't realize that it has like a, yeah, it's an iridescent kind of look to it. So I'm, uh, matte yeah. everything. Matte everything. Yeah, so I'm trying to wipe it off and I 
I went through and used the old glazing medium instead of that uh, iridescent stuff. So I was really looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be a different medium. And I didn't think about the fact that it says iridescent on it. So it's like, ah, crap. And then when I poured it out, I was like, why does it look kind of like a pearly white? I was like, oh, yeah. Damn it. Oh, that makes that that brings up a question that I've actually been wanting to ask you guys, but I never think of it when we are uh, on these chats. Um, what? How? Okay, I guess I also haven't thought of how to word it yet. But how do you contain yourself when walking through the aisles in an art supply store? <laughs> like, budget. how do you get discipline where's the discipline store because my budget doesn't ever stop me from being like you know what that sounds like a tomorrow problem hello credit card <laughs> i usually you know i try to stay away from credit cards as much as possible man like for real mm -hmm. i have one that i use for not necessarily emergency type stuff, but like groceries or something like that. You know what I mean? Or gas that I put in my car or something like that. But I try not to use it as much as possible. I hate, loathe entirely the idea of the credit system. I think it's the most ridiculously in your face trap that you could fucking ever be uh, a part of. You know what I mean? I avoided credit cards for most of my adult life until i realized that uh because i'd never used credit cards and i'd never taken out any loans or anything yeah substantial i didn't have any credit yep i know exactly. and then i was just like oh fuck like that's worse than having bad credit is having no credit and i was like i thought i was in the green because of that so I literally only got a credit card to once a month buy a cup of co coffee and then on my bank app, just like pay back the credit. But yeah. I have a, I have a limit on my credit card and um, an automatic payment thing where it starts paying my credit off automatically from my main bank account when there's money available so that I don't screw myself. Yeah. Um, uh, which my is like a whole thing that I don't know if it's with other banks or anything, but my credit union's pretty awesome about um, those protection things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I that the downside is uh, walking through the aisles of an art supply store. I'm all like, oh, money is a tomorrow problem. Today I have plastic. <laughs> so it sounds like you answered your question there then. Well, I'm wondering about you guys. What do you guys do? Jason? I'm not a very good person to comment on this. What, you go bonkers I'm one of those everything? People, I walk down the aisle and I'm like, have it, have it, have it, have two of those, have that, have that, don't need that, don't need that. What is that? I don't have one of those. Let me grab that. You know, at least you remember most of the time I ended up having like two or three of the same thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I will purposefully go through and buy two or three of the same thing. If I find something and I really, really like it, I will go through and buy two or three of the exact same thing because if it does exactly what I need it to do, I'm going to want another one on hand. 
I just forget what I already have. I think I got like three bottles uh, or three tubes of like Cerulean because they just never, every time I go to the store, I'm like, I don't have that. And I get it and I come home and I'm like, I have too much. <laughs> just kidding. It wasn't the Cerulean that I needed something of. And then I've got another tube that's like screaming to be just thrown in the trash stop squeezing me I can't take it anymore and I haven't replaced that color in ages because I keep thinking it's a really end that I need to replace <sighs> yeah so it's, I'm very much not a good person to comment on that I'll admit though like I know where you're coming from because I, I uh it, it is like walking through a toy store and stuff like that you're like man I want everything you know what I mean Dude, and I'll I'll buy supplies for crafts that I have never done before because I'm like, well, that looks interesting, and I'm pretty sure I can find time for that. Even though I don't have time to finish any of the projects I already have, I definitely think I can pick up weaving today. <laughs> here's, here's the one good way to go through and avoid spending too much money at an art supply store because that's a thing you can do yeah yeah i mean don't get me wrong every time i go to an art supply store i look at my bank statement the next day and i'm just like oh that's not good um Tax i just don't go i just don't go i make it work you know that is the one because i know every time i go to an art supply store I'm going to drop at least a hundred dollars and that's usually only on like three brushes. Right. But I know that I'm going to have those brushes for the rest of my life. So to me, it's worth the investment. At least you guys have art stores that have good quality products like that. Like not around here, man. There's like a, there's like one or no, I'm sorry. There's two big box art stores here and they definitely don't sell anything of that quality by any means at all. Well, if you uh, yeah. ever need something, since I'm going to be out there in January anyway, mm. let me know and I'll pick it up before I head out. Okay. You know, say you wanted a couple of really nice bristle brushes to work on something. Let me know. I'll head out there. I'll pick up what you need and I'll just bring it with me. Okay. I'll keep you posted. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, um, live a total of three blocks away from um, a locally owned art supply store with that also has a framing department thing in the back of it. And it is dangerously close to my apartment, dangerously close to the 24 hour donut store. <laughs> danger, danger. <laughs> I, I I picked my apartment building based on location. I planned this out. I was like, I'm gonna get fat and I'm gonna build up credit card debt on paintbrushes and weaving supplies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is how I'm gonna live. No, but I am so tempted. Every time I go down the aisle, I'm like, oh, this little kid's <laughs> kit for this like weave your Just own first paint. basket. I'm like. I yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I want to do? I want to glass blowing class so bad. I've always wanted to do that so bad. No That'd be awesome. Glass I know, blowing? right? Yeah, that looks so hard, but also 
obviously just like tattooing everybody thinks it's easy i'm sure that it's just not but it just oh it looks so satisfying Uh, I feel like glass blowing looks like it would be way too dangerous for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would, I would get... burn down what like everything, the whole block. I don't know about the fire, but I would get one hundred percent. I'm getting into it. absolutely. I'm fucking knowing me. I'd uh, be stoned or something and be like, oh, pretty. <laughs> forget that it's like molten it. hot glass. Touch it. Yeah. We're like. My hands are gone. <laughs> uh, no, that reminds me. Um, that one movie. Uh, what is it? Um, vol- volcano. The one with the uh, the volcano going underground and uh, never mind. I'm gonna circle back to this after like, I Google it. The same thing. <laughs> no, I I had there was a thing I was gonna. Lord say. of the Rings. Yes, Mordor. Little Hobbit fire. Mordor. One does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's volcano. But there's a scene um, underground where the volcano, the lava, um, is going through a subway tunnel, and right. they gotta go rescue the people in the subway car, and this guy realizes that the lava has flowed too far, so he has to try to jump over the lava, but he doesn't make yeah. it. He jumps into it, and then he slowly just melts with his hands in the air, going, ah! I like what I'm That's doing on the screen. Dope. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And then... Oh, and then... <laughs> and then that's what my hands will be like when I touch the glass when I'm stoned at my new glass blowing job before I, mean, I burn I'm sure down the be a lot block. More of screaming and crying, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. So that's why I wanted to bring up the volcano movie too. Okay. Amazing that. Like I never heard of that. Told you I had a pull point to this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're too. Uh oh. Keep I think that was Whitney, but I gotta actually get running, guys. Feel free to stay yeah. on, Ricardo. I'm gonna make you the host. I think I might be getting off here pretty soon too, actually. Okay, I'll just stay on forward. by myself and sing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I mean, do you want to sign off now? Yeah, for sure. Let's go and do that. Okay. Uh, you wanna do uh, that, Medusa? I'll go through and spotlight you. Hi, everybody. I'm Medusa. You can find me on um, medusaslays.com or on Instagram, medusaslays with three S's at the end. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you, Jason. Always fun chit-chatting with you guys. Um, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you when I'm looking at you. Peace. Yay. And Whitney... We will come over to you. Uh, we'll spotlight you. Tell us how we can get a hold of you. Uh, just unmute yourself. Sorry, okay, I have technical issues for some reason, like always. Um, find me Iron Rose Tattoo Company. IronRoseTattoo.inc is the website. Um, and uh, Facebook and Instagram is also Iron Rose Tattoo Company. Um, 
Yeah. Anywhere you go with that, where do you find it? Awesome. Yeah, Jason, uh, uh, next time uh, we'll uh, uh, show you prints that I have. I got them framed. They're really nice, dude. Super nice. Some awesome. things are damn huge. Huge. Yeah, 16 by 20. Yeah, fun yeah. frames from that was a bitch. But they're great. Yeah. They're nice, actually. I got well, them out which my is weird because stuff. that should be a standard frame size. Yeah, well, I don't Michaels really do things like um, basic them. at all. Oh, <laughs> so I had to have big ass like i fucking over plan and all that shit you know anyway so uh and two i like they're so vibrant and they're so cool and um i, I like i like to go to uh you know the second hand place or whatever and find good use frames and it's hard to find a pair but i find a nice good pair they were beat up a little bit which i like so i redid them and uh they're really nice they're cool awesome i'm really happy to hear that yeah i'll take a picture and i'll put them up and tag in and so you can check them out Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate yep, that. Yep, no problem. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Be safe. You too. Yeah. Take care. Navigator. Ricardinho. Uh, hang on one second. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I've got the one, the camera pointing at your face spotlight. Okay, cool. So. As long as you can still hear me, because I think if I do the video or the audio here. Mike. Yeah, you're good. All right, cool. Uh, well, my name is Ricardo Sertovat. Uh, thank you guys for joining another Tuesday Morning Feels. Uh, Jason, thank you for um, jumping in as a host and stuff like that, man. I much, I very much appreciate it. Um, and uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Awesome. How can we reach you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can get a hold of me on Instagram uh, under Ricardo Sertovat uh, or just shoot me a message. Um, on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. It's also under Ricardo Sotoban on Facebook as well. Um, and uh, yeah, just let me know what's up. Awesome. Much appreciated. Thank you as always, man. And my pleasure. Um, spotlight myself. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you like today's episode and today's show. Uh, thank you as always for joining us here on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. My name is Jason Leeser. You can find me on Instagram at Philly Inc. Uh, or if you were looking for some of my uh, fine art prints or interested about making prints, you can always find me on Instagram at Tattoo Art Prints. Uh, it's pretty easy, pretty basic. It's nothing crazy, right? Um, so Tattoo Art Prints or at Philly Inc. on Instagram. And um, yeah, catch you guys uh, another time.